The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Why did he use that word? God goes to extreme measures to bring the loss to himself. The greatest gift you will ever give this world is your intimacy with God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are all three inside of me. I've got the power right now. I think what Jesus really wants is people to go. I want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer request. Welcome to the Fuel for the Harvest podcast. When this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Charlie. And this is Nathan. We'll be your host for today. Thanks so much for joining us here once again. Um, We're going to be continuing Red Flags, and to get us started off, I have a quick story. Um, This was before, uh, actually, so I've gone to the same local church since the day that I was born. And uh, that's kind of crazy, right? Hey, that's a good sign. I mean, I... It's taken some devotion. We've had to push through some difficult struggles, but... Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I actually went to the same church I grew up in for about 18 years before transitioning because I got hired at another church, and then yeah. from there I got hired at another church, and then, then and from there transitioned. So, See, I just uh, got hired at my local church. Anyway, so... So, so we both have unique experiences within that. Yeah. And uh, about when I was like eight or nine years old... Um, our church built a second building, not connected to the first building. And we decided that we were going to transition from the old building to the new building as the main worship center. You would not believe the outcry from the from the body of Christ about going from one building a hundred yards north to it might not even be a hundred yards, maybe like fifty yards north to a different building. And uh it is. It was heartbreaking. Five families left, and their words were, well, you're going from consecrated holy ground to non-consecrated non-holy ground. No. Be- yes, <laughs> because we were changing buildings and we're, where we were worshiping, and we went from pews to, to chairs. And My one response would be, well, live your life as a living sacrifice. My life is worship. I don't know about yours. Yeah. But. So anyway— <laughs> It, it's a heartbreaking reality, and I think it points to an mm. uh, all-too-common trend in the local church, which is this kind of discontentment and consumerist mentality that says, mm. me first, and what I think yep. is the mm. most important thing. I agree. I see this a lot, uh, particularly this consumeristic discontent among believers uh, specifically related to the church, I see it come out in two ways. Mm. Complaining about the church with a, a critical mindset and church hopping. Mm. Now, I can understand both. Yep. I've complained, I've <laughs> criticized, and I have um, tested out different churches. So I understand um, both of them. But there's a mentality within both of those that can say me first Mm. I know what's best and it's kind of like leadership as well Um, now I don't believe every person actually has the spiritual gift of leadership it's a spiritual gift among many so if you don't identify with that that's okay but um, when you are part of a group it's easy to criticize it Yep. and then when you become the leader of a group or the group it's like oh wow I didn't realize all the factors and the difficulty that went into it. So we understand both sides of the coin. 
Um, but I, I do watch in our day, in our age, in our generation, um, one thing goes wrong. That's it. I'm leaving the church. I'm done here. I don't like this place. They don't right. understand. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on to your horses. Like, be careful. Be cautious. Yeah. Like, you get offended. Like, someone in the in the local church body offends you or hurts your feelings in some way. And instead of taking any kind of measure to fix it or restore the relationship, maybe even going to the person who offended you, like the yep. Bible says, and like actually saying something and saying, hey, when you did this, it really hurt my or feelings. the preacher just preached something and it hurt my feelings. Right. It's crazy. It made me feel bad. Well, maybe we should feel bad about our sin <laughs> and our passivity and all of that. But yeah. I agree. And um, it's it, it's crazy mm. how the local, how people in the local church sometimes function. And we th- literally throw the baby out with yeah. the bathwater. We get just the smallest little thing can drive us somewhere. And what this do- what this is, is it points us to, I think, a misunderstanding at the very core of what it means to be a believer. We yeah. misunderstood what it means to, to be a member of the local church. We, we actually see this in the body of God's people throughout the scriptures. Um the Israelites wandering in the desert. The Lord literally just set them free. He just set his people free, and they're complaining and grumbling. Oh, who gave us this guy Moses? Like, he's just sitting around writing the Bible. <laughs> Not really, but they're complaining. And, and oh, we don't like this Moses guy. And, oh, we don't like these rules. And, oh, we're hungry. Oh, manna again? Like, Hey, do you not remember you literally just came from Egypt? You want to go back as a slave? They, like, well, they kept saying that they did. Yeah, which is insanity, stupidity, yeah. and yet we're in the same place all the time, grumbling and complaining. And we've said this on past episodes, but I was shocked to discover in the scriptures when I did a word study on grumbling and complaining that it's one of the greatest sins in the Bible. <laughs> check <God's>... out, <laughs> check out Korah's rebellion. Yeah, the the people of God were swallowed up into the earth for grumbling and complaining. <gasps> what? I didn't think it was a big deal. It's a big deal to God. <laughs> um, all of that to say, I see a lot of grumbling and complaining and finger pointing at the church without any sense of responsibility to do anything about it. Mm. Um, this is this is the bride of Christ, and I have no problem. I have no problem uh, with. A challenge or a correction or a rebuke to or, say this needs to change. Something needs to be made right. Something's broken. We need to fix see it. what God wants to do here and be a part of his bride being holy without blemish for his return. I have no problem with that. Yep. But to sit there and point the finger and, and criticize and complain and grumble and do nothing and not be a part of the solution, that is problematic. Yep. So I understand having eyes to see issues. And that's okay, but do so with grace, humility, and saying, how can I be part of the solution? How can I help? But as soon as it's, you guys suck, you're just all horrible people, you're wrong, that's a problem. Right. Agreed. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Yeah, so this this spirit of grumbling and complaining, it comes out in so many different ways. I didn't like the sermon like we already talked about. This person hurt my feelings. Um... Well, the music's too the loud. Mu- yeah, the music's oh, it's not too loud, loud enough. The, yeah, it's too soft. It's too old. It's too new. The it's carpet's this, red. It's I think white's better. Yeah, the 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 screen background mm-hmm. today was really like not great or whatever. Like, I mean, you can just complain and complain and complain, and really, 
all of this complaining points to something going on in your heart that is that you're you're really thinking a lot about yourself and not a lot about others. It's like that scripture out of Philippians, count others as more significant than yourselves. Like, I think we have failed, failed, utterly failed as the local church to count others as more significant than ourselves because the spirit of complaining or this, this, this mentality of complaining emerges out of a mentality of self-focus. It's all about me and my needs and my desires and what I think is good and all of that. And uh, this can outflow and do a, a church hopping kind of lifestyle. Well, well I, I go to this church and, and there's various factors, this consumeristic mentality. I go to this church and I loved the message, but the music wasn't that great. I'm going to try the next one. Well, the music was awesome, but the message wasn't that great. Um, I'm going to try the next one. And, well, the people didn't welcome me very well. They shook my hand funny. And, well, I'm going to go to the next one. Well, they uh, they don't really have the right focus for me. They're not doing a feeding program pantry. Like, you could name a hundred different things and keep hopping, keep hopping, keep hopping, or run and flee when you don't like something or you get offended. Sure. And I'm all for finding the body of believers that's a right fit for you. That's fine. That's good. I've done it. And I want to say So you're not against church shopping? No, I'm okay. not. I'm yeah. not. Um, I think that there's unique parts of the body of Christ, yeah. and some of us might fit better in one than the other, or there might be a need in one that I can fill that I can't fill in another, yeah. and that's okay. And we need to find places where we really resonate, and that's where we feel God has placed us. But so I can understand. I, I actually, uh, when, when I had to find a church to be a part of that I wasn't hired at, I found it immensely difficult. Yeah. So there's grace. Like I get it. It's it's hard to connect. It's hard to find the right people. It's it's hard to know is this the right place for me? Find the right place that's focused on Jesus, that's all about him, that's all about his word, that's about his mission, the great commission to make disciples of all the nations and in your local area. If they're about those things, it's probably a good place to to be. Sure. And um, there's uniqueness factors within those. But but, um, but the mentality of church <clears throat> hopping, it, yeah. it, that's a whole other thing. Like, I think that there is kind of like a continual shopper spirit that, that just, like, never just never settle. But I also think that there are those, I was one of them actually. So getting out of church, or uh, I graduated from high school, the summer after I graduated from high school, I decided I was going to be an uber Christian and I was going to visit a bunch of different bodies of Christ every Sunday. And so I went to like one, like two church services every Sunday for like a period of four weeks. And what I discovered was that though I was receiving a lot and I was hearing a lot of good messages and stuff like that, I was not contributing anything to those Mm -hmm. bodies because it's really hard to contribute when you don't have any time or connection with the people there. It, when you're just showing up to, get instead of showing up to give. Mm. And I think that that is at the, that is one of the biggest reasons that I'm against church hopping is because I think that if you church hop, you, you find it very difficult to contribute. And if you are contributing, are you really contributing the best of what you got? Or are you just contributing the leftovers from what you're not contributing to your other church? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think that it kind of goes hand in hand, the church shopping and church hopping. Um, shop for a time, but buckle down and find a place that 
that's in your community that God has you to be to invest in and then invest, find ways to get involved, get connected, be a part of the Bible studies, uh, invest in younger lives in the faith, um, raise them up. And if you're like, what do I do? How do I do that? We've, we've mentioned that, man, we want to help fuel your life in the midst of the harvest. We have tools to help you. Multiplyingmovements.com. It's a discipleship tool to help arm you to know how to do that. And you can get that going to multiplymovements.com. It's made for that context to fuel your life on mission and being involved in the local church. The second thing um, that might help you is, hey, what are my spiritual gifts and how can I use those to be a part of the body of Christ? Um, pray through that. Meditate on those scriptures in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 and Romans 12 are particularly helpful. Read through those and say, God, which ones have you given me and how can I use them to encourage and build up other believers in my community. Um, if you want a test to just add to that exploration, go to forgeforward.org slash resources and click spiritual gifts test. And you can check one out that you might find uh, beneficial in that journey. And all now, of that to say... That one's free. Yes. Yeah. All of that to say is we want to help you in that process, but ultimately we want you to be involved in a local body of believers somewhere, uh, worshiping together being edified, being encouraged, being built up, gathering so that you can scatter and be on mission more effectively, and coming together as as the New Testament church did in Acts 2.42. It says that they gathered together to um, have the apostles' teaching, so scriptural teaching, uh, the breaking of bread, so you have meals together, you have communion, focusing on what Jesus said, his, his death, his resurrection, his blood shed for us, um, to prayer and to fellowship. And that's what they did. Um, and then Hebrews ten twenty five says, do not forsake the gathering. So I think mm -hmm. it's easy with a consumeristic mentality or a critical mentality to run and sure. retreat rather than to advance and engage. Right. So we would encourage you, yeah, find the right place, the right fit for you, but engage, advance, find ways to be involved. When you don't like things, ask yourself why. Is it preference? Or is it critical to the mission? And if it's critical to the mission, then meet with people and say, hey, I've noticed this. Is there a way I can help? And if it's not critical to the mission, consider changing your attitude from an attitude of criticalness, if that's a word, to an attitude of thankfulness. Criticism is what you meant. Thank you. <laughs> from an attitude of criticism to, to an attitude of thankfulness. It's crazy to me how your mind literally changes about something when you go from critical to thankful. Absolutely. Changes your whole mindset. Yeah. And um, you may, there may be things that you find are highly important to you in your walk with Jesus. They may not be mission essential, yet still highly important and particularly to you and your bent and your wiring and your gifting. And if that's not in your church and, and you're struggling week after week after week and you just can't handle it, don't fight. Don't like if you've had conversations, you met with people, if don't you, fight you, and blow you, things up. Find a place that fits sure. who God's made you to be. But only if you've gone the full nine yards, you yeah. know, like the <clears throat> like you've run and you've done everything in your power. Because I would hate for anybody to hear what you just said and use it as an excuse to just right. ditch early. Well, yeah. So there are bents in the body of Christ. You may say, I like praying one way and my church doesn't pray that way. Sure. And. You don't want to cause a church split over that, and they're not going to change. That's okay. Maybe God's not asking them to, so go find a place that you can pray that way with other believers, and that's okay. Um, but the the important thing is that you're involved, 
you're engaging with other believers, you're serving, you're giving, you're a part of the movement, you're not running from it and retreating and just pointing a finger. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining once again this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. By the way, I don't know if you heard about it, but Forge just put out an app. We're really excited about it. That's actually where you'll discover multiplying movements. You can find it at theforgeappnospaces.com or .org. Theforgeapp.com. And uh, we, we'd love to have you download it. And uh, yeah. Or is that theforgeapp.com? Uh, yeah, I don't know. T-H-E-ForgeApp.com. There you go. No spaces. (laughs) Check it out. uh, Yeah, check it out. We would love for you guys to check it out, download it. Let us know what you think. Um, Also, in addition to multiplying movements being on there, there's this cool thing called the Spiritual Life Notebook. It's a great place for you to write notes, keep track of prayer requests. There's Bible study tools on there. Uh, Hop on, check it out, dig around a little bit. Let us know what you think. We would love to hear your feedback. Awesome. Well, uh, Check it out. See what you think. It'll really fuel your life with Christ. Um, Multiplying movements, as Nate just said, is on there. And that's a tool that's going to help arm and equip you to really multiply the movement forward, to grow as a laborer for God's kingdom and raise up others to do the same. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, Just a quick reminder, if you wouldn't mind unsubscribing and resubscribing so that more people get the word out there. Uh, We appreciate you. God bless you.